Welcome to the Leading Results Fitness Podcast, interviewing some of the best athletes in the world, discussing the training, diet, and supplement principles of top coaches, educating you on all the things fitness and business. Sponsored by the UK's cheapest supplement supplier, My Gym Sucks. Find all the top brands and lowest prices at www.mygymsucks.com. Also sponsored by the only female subscription site, Pro Female Fitness, where you can find some of the UK's best athletes discussing their diets and training, with an interactive forum where you can ask any question and the athletes will get back to you. They have a library of over 300 videos to watch and learn. Now let's hand over to your host, Rob Whitfield, with this week's episode. Hi guys, thanks for joining us again today, and today it's a privilege to be joined by one of the former 212 of David Henry. Um, if you don't know who David is, I'm going to give him the platform and let him explain a little bit about himself. Um, David, feel free, buddy. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, former uh, 212 uh, champion of in different arenas, I guess, when the 212 uh, took over from the 202. But the 202 uh, Olympia first, first out, 2008. I won the initial one, of course, and then uh, consecutive seconds on some years after that. That'll just leave that where it is. <laughs> but since then, you know, um, 12 titles overall, um, you know, professional titles, uh, if you will, and um, still, still trudging ahead, you know, despite all the silliness out there right now and how the arena has changed and, uh, and the, the, uh, the uh, activity of bodybuilding, if you will. I don't know if you really call it a sport. Some people say it is and it isn't, but whatever that is. But uh, we'll just we'll just go from there. Um, sure. So I am recently retired from the military, so people stop asking him. I'm still in. I retired in 2014. Okay, so those of you that have been following me and say you're my biggest fans and followers should know this. Uh, retired in 2014 as a master sergeant in the Air Force, 20 years, and uh, right now I'm just. You know, hanging out like everyone else with a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> yeah, sure. sure. So, David is the original giant killer. You were the first person I know to put that name out um, and uh, the original giant killer, yeah. So, <laughs> I know a lot of people have tried to steal that name from you. Um, so, let's go back to when you first started competing, David. And when you first started competing, I know it was, it was a fairly long time ago. Um, yep. Did you ever see yourself sort of go into the higher ranks because there was no sort of 212 or 202 division back then? Oh, no. I mean, uh, I made the conscious decision once uh, once you hit the national level stage, What are you, it's like, what are you there for? You know, are you trying to uh, just see how far you can go? Is this just a business uh, opportunity to advance your, your, your chosen business? Or what do you want to do? So I think once uh, I had the reality smack in the face of, whoa, you're actually a, a pro bodybuilder at this present time, I was like, well, shit, let's see how far I can take it. You know, and then, uh, you know, you make your conscious decisions to do what you will uh, and, and uh, bring yourself up to those levels. And I did. And I'm OK with that. Uh, so, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, you, you make levels, and that's how, that's how I I'm trying to trying to trying to word my stuff a little better and, and be a little more uh, conscious of what I say on there because a lot of people like to pull these things apart and nitpick and stuff, and it's unfortunate they do that. But you know, you you make yourself levels. You know, and the first level was getting uh, pro status. I was like, shit, I can do this. 
second level is like, okay, well, how far can I take this? And uh, I got there. Uh, the turning point was 2000 and, uh, 2004, going into five, um, where I made some 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 serious changes and turnarounds. You know, with the advances of, uh, of medicines and technology and stuff like that, and all the rest of that silliness that goes along with it. And uh, I said, I guess the rest is history, man. <laughs> yeah. So. When you turn from uh, amateur to pros, um, your first pro show, obviously the amateur scene, you're in bodyweight classes, uh, and then you go into this pro scene, which um, at the time didn't have that lighter weight class. Uh, what, what, did, what did you, what, where did you foresee yourself going, and, and what did you sort of, what were the challenges and obstacles that you saw? You know, I really didn't, uh, I didn't give it much thought. I just knew I, I, Thought I looked pretty good for my size and stature, and getting on the stage, of course, with these guys at the time, they're giants and 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 of the industry, and then on the stage, and they were, and they still are. You know, for those that are still competing, um, lucky enough for me, I competed with some of the ones that some of the legends that are now uh, in the past and have retired and stuff, and some of them were still around doing their own thing and here and there, promoting themselves and businesses and and thereabouts, but. Uh, I didn't think of the size factor. All I knew was I was bringing up my size uh, slowly but surely. Uh, when I first competed, um, I think I hit the stage at 187, and I stayed there for a couple years uh, at that at that weight, and still managed to do fairly well against guys that were in their firm 250s, 260s on stage. So I didn't really think about that, and would they divide it up? But once they did, you know, Robin Chang and and uh, all those guys said, "Hey, we're creating a new division." coming up and we think it would be perfect for you and he literally pulled me aside and told me that uh so uh you know none of these other current guys so they pulled me aside as the as a current dude to say this new class is right up your alley and we think you would be perfect to represent it so that's how that all got started sure so 202 which is the original came about and there's been a few fluctuations with the way because it went from 202 and I, I don't know, 210 wasn't it then it then, then did it go back down and then back up yeah it didn't went back down and back up and you know you had uh, a nice uh you know famous mc of the uh bodybuilding industry say that this industry that, that the 212 or 202 or whatever it was at the time wouldn't make any headway and it wouldn't get where it is well you know open mouth insert foot here it is years later the 212 is a is a vastly popular uh, a section of bodybuilding to be in. Sure. So, so why? Because I, I know why they changed the weight back down. Because people like uh, people might not remember this in the modern era, but people like Silvio Samuel was winning open and you know lighter weight shows. So, what what do you think then made them take the weight back up and then just hold it at this two twelve? I couldn't tell you, man. Uh, I didn't speak to the powers that be at all, and I still don't about any of this stuff and decisions that are happening on uh, why they chose to move that to a nice even 212. I, I mean, whatever. Uh, somebody probably, they got together collectively and thought, hey, what is a good inter intermediate uh, weight to put these guys at? And 212 was pretty damn challenging. It's still challenging for a lot of, a lot of guys to do. Um, so I think people should stay in their lane and stop crossing over and doing whatever just because they can't make it somewhere else. But I'll leave that alone, too. Uh, so if you're getting too big for certain spots, you know, you find your lane, you stay in it. For me, 
I like the 212. Uh, I don't foresee myself going anywhere in the open for the remaining time that I'm on the stage. Uh, I like the 212 division. It is challenging to uh, get physically bigger, but uh, drop your weight-wise down to that to that level is, is pretty damn hard. So uh, that tests you. It really challenges you. Sure. So someone who was in the original 212, uh, sorry, the original 202, who's now competed in the latest 212 Olympia, what have you seen in terms of changes apart from the 10 pounds over that period of time? Um, I've seen the conditioning get uh, vastly better on, on all those guys, which is fantastic. I love seeing that. To me, it's a conditioning game. Uh, it shouldn't be the biggest blob on the stage because, I mean, that's what you look at. And that's what they see first and foremost. But to me, the conditioning is key. It always is and always has been. And when I'm done, it still will be when I bring all my guys or girls up to these levels, my competitors, my clients, that's, that's the things I'm going to come, I'm going to uh, focus on. Uh, Cause that means you're paying attention to your diet. You're paying attention to all those little things that make a big difference on, uh, off. <laughs> on uh, where you are for backlight uh, for where you are when you're on that stage. I mean, you know, you want to be that kind of presence where one's looking at go, man, is that really on the anatomy chart? Is it, does the back really look like that? You know, that kind of stuff. And and for years, that was the kind of back detail and stuff that I brought in and I'm still going to bring in at 45 years of age. I'm not slowing down. Uh, you know, I may not be putting it all showcased it out on IG like the rest of them doing, but uh, I'm still here. Yeah. It, is that a trend as well that you've seen? I know you touched on it there about um, the, the Instagram. Is that is that something that you actually think has an impact on maybe the result or anything like that? What, the conditioning? No, like I know that people obviously like have a big following and, you know, there oh, is business. Most definitely, man. Are you kidding me? Social media has freaking screwed it up for the rest of bodybuilding. That's how I, that's how I see it. And a lot of people don't want to see it, but look, sit back and actually open your eyes and pull your head out of your ass and look and see that the social media presence has a, a ginormous impact on how these things are being called, period. Sure. No matter how many titles you've got, uh, no matter what you've done as a premier and pioneer in the industry, uh, it just seems like you once you once you put that IG presence and all the rest of that horse shit up there to the top levels, that they kind of forget that uh, there are people actually better than you that are don't have, you know, 1.2 million followers or whatever the hell it may be. You know what I mean? And, and it doesn't, but it doesn't equate to that when it's on stage. You know, unfortunately. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So. Let's have a look at this first Olympia. The first 202 came about. Um, when when you were prepping for the show, David, did you, like, what is your mindset when you prep? This is my title. I want to be the first. This, this, this is me. This has got me all over it. I, You know what? I didn't prep like this is me all over it. I prepped uh, for that contest like I knew how. I didn't know any difference. You know, um, it wasn't a reality smack until I really won it. Uh, at 187 pounds, as a matter of fact, on that back wall, right here, it's got me when I when I'm holding that uh, that that check and the rest of that stuff, you know. So um, I, I prepped as I knew how, you know. My coach Scott Stevenson, uh, still been uh, way back then since 2003 uh, on, uh, you know, friend and, and confidant and coach all along. So he's been around for the entire ride of this, never jumped ship on anyone. So we. we you play with the concepts of things and, and uh, how your body responds to stuff. And I prepped the same way. 
then as I'm prepping now, as far as mentality goes, is like every one of them you're trying to win. Sure. And you said that you, you've got the picture there with, your, with the check. Um, can you, for the people who don't know, obviously, I know the massive pay discrepancies between 212 and Open. What, what did you win um, for winning the best bodybuilder in the 212 division or 202 division? Shit, I don't even remember, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got all that stuff in my basement, man, and, uh, you know, like a lot of other stuff, with all my trophies and all the the, the huge checks and things uh, at the time. Uh, you know, if I give it a minute, because I know I'm standing there with Bob Chicarello and Dan Solomon, yeah. and uh, we were holding, we were, they were holding my arms up uh, during that time period and when I won, and I think the check is down there between my legs, I'm not sure, or just the trophy itself. Yeah. But uh, it was, it's a severe discrepancy. Um between the divisions itself um just because i don't know why it is even though i think the 212 is a more popular um decision amongst uh you know the the people if you ask them if you poll them you know because it's like for years they always knew that hey open class stuff was was a given whoever was on that stage this is who they were they were gonna uh give it to for the 212 i believe that the uh, same amount of prep goes in, the same amount of dietary restrictions and stuff go in and, and sacrifices, if you will, go into that. Uh, but the people didn't know what to expect. You know, for years they knew, oh, Flex Lewis is on stage, Dave Henry's on stage, Jose Raymond's on stage, Eduardo Carrera's on stage. So, like, any of those, any of those times could have changed hands uh, in any of that period. So they were excited to see that, and they're still excited to see those kinds of things. Uh, so... To me, the pay didn't equate to the efforts. Uh, they they should have, even if it was relatively close, maybe, hell, man, maybe, I don't know, 20, 30,000 down from the top spot. Jeez, dude, that would have pulled people out of the woodwork who were retired, try, probably trying to get them the 212 at that point in time, you know? So, uh, I don't know, man. I, I really can't explain why the discrepancy exists, uh, but it does immensely. Uh, so, people, some people will argue that you know, it, it's not worth it to put your body through all what we do uh, to get to that. To me, yes, it's, it's great if you can get the money uh, at the end of it. It's a legacy. It's a title. It's 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 the legend that you're creating. Uh, and that's what I that's what I'm exist, existing for at this present time. Sure. So let's flip over to open bodybuilding. Um, what do you think of the current crop of open bodybuilders? A lot of people say it was like this is obviously what people say it was the worst in the last few years. Um, what, what, what do you think of the standard of current open bodybuilding? I don't know why people say the worst. It's, it's almost like these guys are still trying to live back in the golden era of, of who should be what. I'm like, unfortunately, sorry, you, you're not going to uninvent what's been invented. And, uh, and what's been invented is this the styles and type and the body configurations, if you will, of, of the individuals that are on stage. Uh, the the legends of yesteryear are long gone and, and retired. So you gotta either you gotta either embrace what we currently got or step away from the industry altogether. Okay, so what we got is what you're seeing right now. Whether they agree with it or not, they're bringing the best of the lineup of whatever they have at the present time. Um, and you know, once your body's formed a certain way, you're not gonna like uh, change it immensely to fit a, a more classic look. If you got a pickle barrel belly. <laughs> trying to suck it in and do a vacuum pose that shit ain't working for you so so well you know so 
uh, that's the kind of stuff. So if people are looking for aesthetics and stuff, there's a bunch of dudes out there that have them. Uh, you know, have that, and uh, you know, you and you've seen it, and you saw it at the last Olympia. You know, a lot of guys didn't get the call they should have got. Again, probably because of that social media horseshit. But uh, there's a few dudes out there who justifiably uh, should have been in the top more, top spacings because overall aesthetics and, and look was was great. But put those names out there. And it almost, it's almost like they start racking and stacking automatically without with sight unseen, if you will, on how these guys are coming in. Uh, so it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. So there also is a massive trend of, like, obviously, we're going to speak about the Olympia and the Open Boys. Um, obviously, Brandon Curry, the current Mr. Olympia, goes mm-hmm. to Kuwait, stays at Kuwait for a few months. And, um, you know, and there's a lot of people heading over that way. Is that something that you would have ever considered in your bodybuilding journey? Hell no, man. No. <laughs> and there's my reason for that. I love my family dearly, man. And I, I'm not going to, I don't think uh, me skipping out of the country for a title is worth all that. It really isn't. Um, so for those that can and their home life is, 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 is on par with that, fantastic. Good for you. But my wife ain't having that shit. And, and I personally just don't see that it took that kind of extreme or takes that kind of extreme to get a title. When it becomes that, to me, I'm walking away. It really, I really am. Uh, I mean, and I've, I've already met each and every one of my goals uh, in this industry that uh, if I walked away right freaking now, I'd be all right. You know what I mean? So right now, I'm just going, <laughs> I'm having a good time, man. Uh, body's holding up, internal health is still good, blood work is good, uh, I'm not broken. You know, all body parts are functioning as, as they should be. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm still ready to rock. Yeah, sure. And and you spoke about being 45 and still ready to go. Do you put that down to um, some of your principles of training? If so, what are your principles of training? Do you put it down to the fact that you just love competing and you, you're still going to compete until you lose that love? What What is it that makes you keep going at 45? It's all in levels, man. I mean, and just like a lot of things, uh, some people overdrive uh the need to be on top right out the gate so you got people that are you know in their 20s that man they're they're looking phenomenal so at that point it's like what do you have after that to to improve on you're already great you you where do you go whereas me if you look at the uh myself and Dexter I guess uh seeing as he just recently retired he's retiring this year from the rest of the competition but um he and I have the longest competitive uh, streaks in the IFBB, period. And that's, that's not disputed. That is, that's proven on that. That's a fact of, fact of check the records, guys. Um, so we haven't done silly things uh, to our systems. We, we haven't um, put ourselves in, in, in a, a whole a lot of extreme jeopardy, uh, I don't think, with uh, training principles, um, dietary uh things and and all that other rest of the stuff that goes along with the pro bodybuilding level and for me i just said you know what health uh, wellness and, and passing away early <laughs> is not worth it you know uh to to, to play some of those guys then people be amazed what i do and don't do you know they automatically assume people are doing x y and z they don't know a damn thing I was like, there's only two people on the freaking planet that know what I do. There's my wife and Scott. So the rest of them, <laughs> keep guessing. <laughs> you could suck it. Uh, 
so it's not all out there, you know, and, and they seem to think that more is better with a lot of things to include training. And what I'm teaching my clients, what I'm training my clients, what I'm practicing as well is more is not better. You need to slow down and in uh, terms of slow down and smell the roses, right? Well, that same thing goes along with training. You need to slow the hell down, pay attention to the contraction and how the muscles working for you. I tell them. Make the weight work for you. Don't be working for the weight. You know what I mean? Make it work in your presence. You know, and, and man, I'm getting I'm getting great results following that myself on slowing a lot of things down. Still going fortitude, but uh, I've got a lot more attention to detail in the muscle itself uh, when training. And, and that's the same principles I pass on to, to my clientele. Sure. Brilliant. So in terms of, let's rewind now, um, before bodybuilding, and before you started competing, who who was David Henry in high school? Was he uh, an athlete? Was he somebody who enjoyed sport? Who was David Henry in high school? I was man. I I didn't know what I was in high school, bro. Really, I was one of those confused teenagers uh, running around. I was I was uh, I had identity crisis, you know, because I, I'm a mixed uh, mixed race individual uh, growing up in San Antonio, Texas. So, you know, the vast amount of people around me were of Hispanic or Latino origin, if you will. And Henry didn't fit into that. <laughs> so, you know, I, I didn't know where I really belonged in that. So I, I did take the sports, um, you know, as, as a, as a uh, secondary type thing. So I did run track and field in high school. I was very good at it, uh, you know, and, and did quite, quite a bit uh, of good things and great things on the field and on the track. Uh, so that kind of segued it a little bit into bodybuilding, if you will, because I was always asked, uh, you know, well, make a muscle man and stuff. And I didn't even know what the heck that was all about. You know, I just had to build because I was training hard for running. I was sprint. I was a sprinter, you know, short, short distance sprinter, uh, did shot put discus, uh, 220 low hurdles, 220 uh, dash, a hundred meter uh, stuff. So my body was just shaping up and I was just an active kid. So, um, and I wasn't a jock per se. I, I wasn't. Um, I wasn't anything, man. I, I like. I kind of split my time between the uh, the headbanger dudes, or we call them the heads, the skaters over here, the jocks. I like. I was kind of like friends with everybody, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really know what I was in high school. I wasn't a bully by any means. Uh, I did get picked on because of my stature. I, I guess my height's five five, and it's been that way since I can ever remember. The time in high school, I think we got 135 pounds or so. You know, so it wasn't a big guy. It's just a little, little nugget, man, running around just trying to make his way in the high school world. You know, I did fight quite a bit. Uh, I grew up fighting. I mean, uh, the actual fist fighting kind of stuff because of that kind of thing. And I think my my mental interior, if you will, is, is that. You know, so I'm, not, I'm just a big jackass now. So, <laughs> so you know, and I'm not taking shit from anybody of any stature. Uh, so that that was really it, man. Uh, that's 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 Dave Henry in a nutshell. Sure. So so what took you then, Dave, to being in high school, then to having a twenty-year military career? Uh, you know, that's all I knew. Uh, the military is all I knew because my dad uh, was was in, um, and he retired right after Desert Storm and stuff. And that's actually around the time I came in in the mid '90s. We'll just say that. <laughs> And that's when I came in. Um, so he had retired. You know, that's all I knew. Um, I had a family to support. So 
I wasn't going to leave them out as well. I was like, man, uh, I got a crappy paying job. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm finished with school. What else is there for me? So I was like, man, I'll just go in. And I was like, oh, sounds like a great idea. And, man, it was a shock. But, you know, when you're when you're 20 years old or so, and you come in the Air Force or any branch, you know, and that, that's it's a, it's a wake-up call for a lot of people. For thousands of every year, it's a wake-up call for those of us that can stick it out. You know, it, uh, you know 90, 95% of my time in was, was fantastic. Uh, you know, no regrets. The other 5% was near my end of my retirement when I kind of sort of didn't give a shit. And, um, you know, there was a lot of things happening in the, in the military that I didn't agree with. So I didn't choose to stay around to be that one man fighting, uh, you know, up, up, uphill for something that was not going to change. So that's when I elected to retire. And then I was like, man, I'm punching out. I've had enough of this. Let somebody who gets paid more than me deal with the shenanigans. Sure. So did you did you tour at all while you were with the military? Yeah. Did you do any yeah, yeah. I deployed a few times or so during the uh, during my time in, you know, and, and for for just personal reasons. I'm not going to tell people where I was at or any of that other stuff. But, yeah, there was I missed the entire competing year. If you guys recall, back in 2011. I deployed on in March, right Arnold Classic weekend, <laughs> and I came home Olympia weekend. I literally came home Olympia, Olympia weekend. My wife had to come and get me. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, she like I let her know, hey, I'm I'm coming home. She's like, oh shit! So, boom, came got me. That was then, you know, um, that one right there for that that year. And then the uh, other year previous to that was another time, and previous to that was uh, right after 9/11. Uh, I was just, we were second second uh, unit called up uh, to to get out of country and stuff. So and I was gone for seven months on damn on both of those uh, both of those stints. So you know uh, it, it was trying, but I, I made it made it work and got it done. So how does active military duty and competing fit together? They didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they really <laughs> didn't at the at the time, man. I was the only IFBB pro, active duty IFBB pro. Now, we're not talking reserve. We're not talking about the weekend warrior individuals out there that are pro status right now that everybody likes to compare me to. No, I was not, I wasn't nine to five. I, I was, it was, it was seven days a week, 24 hours a day if needed to be uh, on call. And that's what we are when you're active duty. Um, you know, knock against those guys, but uh, don't compare me with the other dudes when you didn't live it for 20 straight years getting up, you know, at 4 a.m. to a 6 p.m., a 6 a.m., you know, meeting only to be told, you know, eight hours into your shift, you're on 12s, <laughs> you know, kind of stuff. So there's a difference in that. And, and I was on the flight line. I wasn't in a desk. I wasn't in behind a desk doing stuff. I was out there on the line, humping bombs, ammunition, uh, loading aircrafts, things like that. So it wasn't a pencil pusher like that I call chair force. I'm like, every branch has the administrative. That actually is the part of the ASVAB that I failed horribly on. So there we go. We'll put it right there. I got like 60s. Everything else got 80s and 90s on that thing, you know, on that stuff. And if you guys don't know what the ASVAB is, it's the, it's the aptitude test for the for all branches of the military when you come in. Anyway, I digress. But the military and, and 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 pro bodybuilding didn't mix. They really didn't. I had to pave the way for a lot of these guys, if they don't recall, and they may not even give credit to the fact that I was the pioneer getting these guys permissive TDY to go and do 
what they were doing. I rewrote some regs and regulations and stuff um, in there that allowed us to get out of country and out of, out of state and, and whatever to, to do what we were doing because they were allowing it for other, other sports. They were allowing it for like hockey and all this. I'm like, dude, how come we can't get bodybuilding or the fitness stuff put in there as well? So I, it was a fight, man. You know, a lot of commanders gave me grief on it and stuff, but um, it was one of those things. As long as you do your job at or above expectations, when you takes when it takes time for you to go out of out of out of the area to go compete, they really don't have much to stand on because you're you're not a scrub. You know what I mean? Uh, and again, that's all subjective. Some people thought you were and weren't because you weren't a yes man, and that's definitely not me. Which is another reason why I chose to retire because I I said I'm brown enough, man. I ain't sucking up to any more. <laughs> I ain't brown nosing anymore for anybody else. So that's again another story. But. Uh, you know, they didn't mix, and uh, when I won in 2008, man, it didn't change anything. I mean, it, 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 you know, every time somebody saw me on the flight line, they're like, hey, that's Sergeant Henry, you know, he won the Olympia. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> they would just go on because they didn't know what it was, man, you know. So, uh, but nowadays, you know, if you were to tell somebody that and I was still out there on the line, they, they'd be like crazy, like, oh, man, you know, kind of stuff. But uh, now, shit, they got pro cars, dime a dozen, man, and everybody – is put an IFBB Pro behind their stuff, and it doesn't really carry the same uh, the same amplitude uh, as it did then. Uh, you know, uh, as as now it's kind of yeah, it's all right, great. <laughs> sure, sure. So obviously, you win the Olympia in 08. I know a lot of people will think, oh, like when you turn pro, you win the Olympia. Like, oh, my life changed. But you say like nothing changed. That like, you just sort of carried on as normal. You went to work. The next day, the next week, when, when was your then? Yeah, and I, I think I won. Um, I won on a Saturday night. Uh, I think I was back at work, bro, uh, uh, that Monday morning. I was in uniform, 6 a.m. morning meeting with my coffee in hand, shredded face, and sitting there like every damn body else in uniform. You know what I mean? There was no difference in that other than me telling them, you know, everybody asking, how did you do? You know what I mean? That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah, so... Yeah, do, do you think obviously this is uh, retrospect? Do you think if if the the two hundred two and two twelve paid better, you potentially leave the military? No, not a chance, man. Not a chance. I've got I've got full military pension, <laughs> yeah. and and all the stuff that goes along with being retired. I wouldn't trade that for the world. And yeah. in, 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 in a time where people are laid off, you know, uh, furloughed, fired whatever reasons, I still got my military check coming in every single month, you know what I mean? And that's for the rest of my natural life. Uh, so that's one thing I can count on. That's one thing that you do not get if you punch out at four, six, whatever time period you're in. And to me, retiring was the only end goal that I, I thought of anyway. I wasn't thinking of, oh, I'm going to do my college years, get my college credit, uh, money for college and, and punch out. And I know by and large, there's a lot of people doing that. That just was not me. Uh, I chose to stay the entire time, and it's everything's a choice. Everything you do in life is a choice, and this is some of the stuff I, I, I preach along with that as well, man. You know, everything's in choice, and my choice was to stay the duration, take care of my family for the duration, because my health care, uh, their health care, my wife's health care, my daughter's health care, it's all taken care of, thanks to the DOD. and, the, and, and you know, So th thanks, guys. <laughs> and that was for my time of sacrifice in. So 
You know, and that's where a lot of people don't have that. So I don't care how many times I want it, I would not have stepped out because that all is one of those things that just like uh, money, all these guys spend all their money on cars and stuff. And at the end, it's like, what do you have to show for it? My military career is what I have to show for it. Sure. No, that, that's a that's a great reason to stay for not 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 just for yourself, but for your family as well. That's a, yeah, that's a great yeah. reason. Awesome. So, we always finish. We have to be respectful of your time, Dave. We're up to half an hour now. So, we always finish just with uh, a couple of questions, um, and uh, just for a little bit of fun. Um, if you had to pick three people to share dinner with, and it's your last dinner, and they're in the fitness industry, who would they be? <laughs> Damn! Leave my family out of that one. Okay, share <laughs> my last dinner in the fitness industry with who would that be? One would be Lee Priest. That dude is straight crazy and badass uh love the guy he speaks what it is and despite all the uh transgressions and bridges burned and other stuff that dude has done he's always been cool as hell to me uh we did a photo shoot when uh he and i took first and second at the 2006 iron man um badass individual sticks up for what he believes in took the heat for what he believes in and is still doing it to this day so he'd be number one um on a personal level, man, I would choose my boy, uh, Jose Raymond, um, because he, he's just, just so real. Uh, cool as shit. Uh, do anything with him. That guy, we, we toured around the world together, literally. We've been around the world together uh, more than any other competitor that I, that I know of. Um, third. Third. You know, ah, man, I don't, I don't have a third, but... Um, between, I guess, between Flex, Flex Lewis and Jay Cutler, just because I've been to Jay's house when we, he, he and I were Team Muscle Tech together, uh, you know, and he and after he won the Olympia, he actually made me breakfast at his house the next day and shit when we were over doing a photo shoot, which was kind of cool. What other dudes can say that, right? No one else that I know of. Uh, so, and Flex Lewis has always been a stand-up guy, funny as hell, um, you know, great, great family man, and I can respect that. Uh, at this present point in time so it'd have to be like one of them would have to just kneecap each other to fight for that third spot <laughs> but, but for those men and that that's that's how i would choose it i mean i'd i'd, I'd want my last dinners to be filled with a lot of laughter uh good retrospective uh conversation and zero animosity you know what i mean awesome awesome and then finally three favorite films and why gone in 60 seconds that's number one. Love that movie. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, I, I'm a car guy, and Eleanor in that movie was sexy as hell. Uh, they even produced an Eleanor 2, which was pretty damn badass. I think Chip Foose redid that. I'm a car guy. I grew up I grew up with hot rods and, and street and muscle cars and stuff, so to me, that is a straight badass just movie uh, itself. Uh, never give it down. Never give it up. Um... And actually, John Wick, the the Wick movies, man, uh, one and one and two. There you go, both of them. I mean, he gave me only three, so I can't go one, two, and three. Yeah. But uh, John John Wick movies gone in sixty seconds. Uh, Keanu Reeves, fantastic individual. It seems like he's he's a he's a grounded, down to earth, keeps his head where it needs to be, and out of politics, and stop telling people what they need to stop doing and shit as a Hollywood uh, actor. He minds his own business, uh, and he actually is a fantastic artist in both those movies trained he's trained to actually do those kinds of things and i'm a gun dude so he was trained by terran tactical which was fantastic uh 
and then just I just like the I, I like the cinema cinematography of it and uh, cinematography of it and and the fight scenes and things like that. And to me, those are those are what makes some pretty damn good entertaining movies. Awesome. I didn't I didn't rate the third one. I thought the third one didn't have much of a storyline. Uh, one or two were great, but I just thought John Wick three didn't have a great storyline to it. But the first two were brilliant. Yeah, that's why I picked one and two first. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I know that. <laughs> what else you got? Man? Yeah. Brilliant. So, David, if people want to get a hold of you for coaching, they want to speak to you for podcasts, where can they find you? Where can they reach out to you? Yeah, man. Fantastic. Yeah, these guys can catch me on IG. I'm at David Henry uh, underscore IFBB Pro. And uh, catch me online at dhenrypro08 at gmail.com if they want to catch me for coaching. I do have several online spots available. Everyone says mine's expensive. And I was like, you know what? I'd like to shoot them a little list of some of the guys I know are like two to three times more expensive than I am. Uh, I, I give you guys what I'm giving you right here. Uh, I'm giving you the one-on-one uh, stuff. So they can catch me for coaching, um, uh, online training, if you will. Uh, catch me in person. I'm around uh, my oh my I'm trying to bring up my YouTube. You guys catch get on my YouTube. It's David Henry, the real DH. When you see that, that's my stuff. Go to YouTube, try to bring it up there. I'm trying to do a little more on that and, and get into there a little better because since we're all sequestered, might as well get some time on the tube. <laughs> Other than that, there it is, man. Oh, I know it's just thank my sponsors currently, you know, Earth Nutri and uh, you know those guys for, for giving me a couple of great years of uh competing under their under their umbrella and stuff uh you know who knows what happens after all this stuff is done occurring that's what we got i'm happy i'm healthy i am covid19 free and so is my family you guys stay the same way be safe you guys you know there's a lot of knuckleheads out there who think it won't happen to them hopefully it doesn't but uh just just whether it's a made-up scam or whatever kind of Theory practices people are coming up with just you know there's something's out there you know what I mean something's out there and it can get you and you don't know how your body's going to respond so other than that stay safe train safe and uh, be well hopefully we see you guys at the Olympia <laughs> thank you ever so much David I really appreciate your time appreciate it man thank you take care mate thank you right. bye thanks for joining us and make sure you subscribe. Until next time, check out all the athletes' updates on Pro Female Fitness. And for all your supplement needs, head over to www.mygymsupps.com.